Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm just jumping in really quick before the episode starts just to say a couple of things. First of all, I am so sorry about the audio in this episode. Maeve and I recorded this in her backyard and we were just using my AirPods and voice memos and so you can hear kids in the background and planes in the sky. Um, and her, most of her audio sounds fine. Mine was really quiet for some reason. Um, and so we're still dealing with some technical difficulties. So please bear with us until we get that figured out. Um, so just a heads up that some of the audio is kind of funky. Um, second thing is we talk about body image and eating and eating disorders. So if that is a sensitive or triggering topic for you, um, just a heads up, feel free to skip this episode and listen to something a little bit more lighthearted. Um, we'll have more episodes out soon, but yeah, just as a heads up. Um, other than that, I'm not very eloquently spoken in this episode. My apologies. I'm working on it. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a guest with me today, my friend Maeve. Hello. You want to introduce yourself? Hello. I am Maeve. Um, That's really all there is to me. There you go. Yeah, we were just talking about labels. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she's just Maeve. I'm just me. That's all it is. Yeah. All good things. I'd um, say the only other label is like poet or artist. Yeah. Creator yeah. in general. Creative. Creative, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, we don't really have a plan for this at all. No. Um, we want to talk about body image and all things body related. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe do you want to start us off with some initial thoughts? Ooh, okay. What does body image mean to you? Well, as a like a I don't like the term plus size Mm -hmm. because that like gives the idea that there are set ranges range of sizes and that if you're outside of that like oh you're extra Mm -hmm. like you you don't like initially fit in Mm -hmm. you're an addition which is silly (laughs) um so I'd say I'm I'm like a thicker person and body image has always been something that has hit pretty close to home my whole life. Uh, and it, if I've had issues with my body since I was about five years old. I never looked like any of the other kids. I was built much more like a fire hydrant <laughs> than anything else. <laughs> hey, I, I, I take pride in it. I'm sturdy. And I really like water. (laughs) Um, No. Uh, But I've had this relationship, this growing and changing relationship with body image and my connection to the body positivity movement and fat phobia and being criticized for what I look like and feeling attractive or feeling sexualized or like a a fetish. Um, And it's been a journey. I'd say, and it's it's going to be a lifelong journey, but it's it's one that I'm happily imparting on and always trying to educate myself on. Mm-hmm. 
I, I just said a ton of nonsense. No, no, that makes sense. Okay, that's good. Yeah, so I guess, like, I feel like social media and body image definitely, like, gone hand-in-hand hand recently. Especially um, eating disorders and body image. Mm-hmm. Trigger warning. Yeah, yeah, maybe we should put a trigger warning at yeah. the beginning of this. Yeah. Like this topic is sensitive. Or if you have experience with negative body image or disordered eating or an eating disorder, I'd say check your level of escalation, check how what place you are on your emotional range. Um, and if you're not in a place where you think this is something that would be good for you, um, you don't have to listen. Feel free to skip this episode yeah. and go listen to another one. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely feel as though social media and eating disorders go hand in hand, especially with like lifestyle YouTubers and Instagrammers who are always posting what they're eating. Because it's one thing to compare your lifestyle to someone else's lifestyle, but comparing your diet to someone else's diet is so bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I have an interesting experience with that. That's probably different from some other people's, Mm -hmm. but... um, I was vegan. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got that. really into vegan YouTube and like watched a ton of vegan YouTubers, like Freely the Banana Girl and Stella Ray and like Bonnie Rebecca, um, like Holy Rock Christina, and just like a ton of those type of people who were like eating super clean, you know, and like healthy foods. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like very strict. And it was very, like, judgmental, I think. Um, and, like, it just wasn't sustainable, I feel like, for the audience that they had for, like, teenage girls that yeah. needed oh, yeah. to eat well and eat a lot because they were growing. And they, you know, that was just an important thing that I felt like they weren't really showing their audience. You're um, vegetarian now. Technically pescatarian. I just call myself vegetarian because it's easier. But yeah, I was vegan for like a year. And um, I remember you you posted a year of of veganism thing when you had Instagram. Yeah, yeah, when I had Instagram. I had like a whole like other account for everything that I was eating and stuff. But I just remember like getting into a weird mindset about thinking about the next thing that I was going to eat just like constantly. And just, like, making sure it was, like, really healthy and really clean and, like, you know, eating only raw foods and, you know, just, like, this crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it works for some people, but at that time, I don't think I was really, like, prepared for that. I'd say, like, you can do whatever you want, but definitely, like, consult your body. And especially if you're growing or at, like, a super pivotal point in your, like, food journey, that's not a thing a food journey, but I'm saying it is. Yeah, I would um, say it's a thing. Your relationship with food, like being a teenage female, mm-hmm. your relationship with food is, I'd say, pretty volatile and super subject to everything else happening in the world because everybody has an opinion on what teenage girls do. Yes. Everybody. Yes. <laughs> but that's a whole other thing that's a topic. that I could talk about forever. Um, <laughs> but just having that much pressure put on your diet at that young age and that 
developmental stage. Some quick bars for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, just isn't quite healthy. And also that diet isn't quite sustainable for a growing body. Right. And also one more thing about this vegan journey that I'm on, but at the end of that year, uh, I lost my period completely, mm-hmm. and I was anemic, um, and, like, it was not good, and I was getting sick and stuff, and so <clears throat> it was, you know, a choice of, like, okay, like, I need to be healthy and obviously do something about my diet, um, but also feeling, like, kind of the weight of the world on me a little bit of just, like, being vegan is, like, the best thing for the planet. And so, like, I, as this growing teenage girl, have to take yeah, that responsibility. Yeah. Which, you know, is not true or healthy in any way. But I don't know. I, I've never really dealt with, like, a diagnosed, like, eating disorder or anything. And so I feel really lucky for that. Mm-hmm. And I know that my experience differs from people who have. Mm-hmm. Um but that's just kind of my experience with, like, eating and social media. I, on the other hand, have had experience with a a diagnosed eating disorder. I was told at one point that if I didn't um, restart a normal diet, that um, I I would either die or have early osteoporosis. Uh, which is the weakening and breaking of bones, which, first off, is very common in women. Uh, I think it has something to do with estrogen, but I'm no scientist. Yeah. Um, and so, basically, if you're a woman, it's it's pretty likely that later in life you will have osteoporosis. It's, it's a, I'm forgetting the word, like a predetermining thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're depriving your body of these nutrients, actually genuinely any nutrients, it's just not going to help your body whatsoever. And one thing that I've definitely noticed is the idea of you don't look like you have an eating disorder. Because I I didn't look like I had an eating disorder. When I wasn't eating, I, I still weighed... I was still technically overweight. I'm not the biggest fan of numbers, especially if people who might have issues are going to listen to it because then that just causes comparison and that's never good. Right. Um, I never looked like I had an eating disorder and it was, it was hard because then I felt like I couldn't say I did. And then I felt like I couldn't, I didn't have the right to be treated for it because why would I, why should I be treated if I don't look like I have one and someone who does look like they have one and looks severely like emaciated and in need of help? Like, but the thing is that at that point, our bodies were going through the same thing. I just had more on me. Yeah, that's interesting because I feel like for a long time, I always associated, like, eating disorders with, like, you know, anorexia, Mm -hmm. kind of, and that's just kind of, like, the image that popped into my mind about that, um, but I've learned, and I still have a lot to learn about this, but of just, like, eating disorders can, like, it's, like, a kind of a spectrum, it's, like, anything, or, like, there's a lot of classifications for, like, eating disorders, 
there's disordered eating to eating disorder. Yeah. And in my experience, most people, especially most femme uh, teenagers, have dabbled in disordered eating. Especially since that thing came out recently that's like, teenage girls only need 1,400 calories a day, which is not true. And 2,000 calories is also not true. <laughs> like, it's it's the widely accepted thing, but you can't hold your body to something if it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, I have what's called unspecified eating disorder. I am currently in recovery. Um, but I practiced mostly anorexia. I struggled a little bit with purging, but it... My issue is mostly with the concept that I had to earn food. Um, and then that that was something that started, I think, when I was about eight. I had to earn the right to eat food. And it started with I had to earn eating sweets. And then I stopped eating sweets. So, f- sweets for me is like candy, like cakes, uh, which sucks because I went many years without eating my birthday cake, which is painful. <laughs> When everybody else at your birthday party is eating your birthday cake, but you feel like you don't deserve to, that's just messed up. Yeah. Like, nobody should ever have to feel that. You deserve to eat your birthday cake. It's your birthday. Eat the whole cake. Don't let anyone else have it. It's yours. And then it it spiraled. And I started, I've always been very athletic, but at that age, I was, like, super into crew. So from the age of, like, 12 to 15, I was working out an insane amount. Uh, at, from 12 to 13, I was rowing four days a week. From 13 to 15, I was rowing six days a week and playing soccer. Um, and biking to and from, both of these things. So I'd go to high school, get out of high school. Uh, like There was times that I took time off because I had to. I was um, in therapy, but I I would bike to crew. I would work out for about three hours. I would go to soccer practice, and I would bike home. And at this point, I was eating so much food <laughs> because I had to. I was I was probably eating upwards of six thousand calories a day. Yeah. Something because that that's what my body needed. Yeah. I was exerting it so much. My mom was like, yeah, our grocery bill went noticeably down after you stopped. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> that that makes sense. Um, but then I felt like I had to earn food. And then it just, I could never earn food. It got to the point where nothing I did was good enough to give me the right to eat. Was earning food in terms of yeah, uh, working out or how long I'd gone without eating. Okay. Um, or what I saw when I looked in the mirror, which honestly, that's never a good. Was it like a scale thing as well? Or... Um, uh, I, my mom doesn't own a scale. She never has. I think the, the last time she knew how much she weighed was when she was pregnant with me. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, my therapist actually, they, um, <laughs> she went in, she was pregnant with twins, and they weighed her, 
and she was like don't tell me anything about my weight just tell me like if I'm like my babies will be fine and they're like okay (laughs) cool you're good um so earning food typically had to do with exercise and stuff um but when I quit crew I injured my knee and I couldn't work out and it really went downhill from there and I I hated my body and even when I was working out as much as I was I was still thick I I never been skinny I never will be skinny um and then that is when I stopped eating I would I would go days without eating I'd maybe eat something um and it's all because I couldn't stand what I saw when I looked in the mirror and I didn't believe anyone could love me or be attracted to me because of what I saw when I looked in the mirror I had been so warped by the concept of beauty and attractiveness that I had completely lost myself and um, physically damaged my body in the process. Because at the point I was at, like my, I was near starvation mode. So my body was like, well, we need to keep everything we get. So the thing with eating disorders is they're kind of like reverse psychology. You think starving yourself is going to help you lose weight, but it just makes your body want to keep what it has. Most, if you purge, most of the calories are already being digested in your mouth. So it's more of a ritualistic thing. Eating disorders are highly ritualistic and damaging. Uh, and there's, there's many other eating disorders aside from anorexia and bulimia. But um, you lose yourself and you lose who you are, definitely. And it it's a long road to, to finding yourself again. And finding just a basic appreciation for your body. Um, I have a question. I don't know if this is too personal, but no, go going back to, like, you're have always been like a very active person mm-hmm. and um I know you did crew and soccer and biking and walking a lot. <laughs> um and so like in that time period when you were doing crew and like exercising like almost every day, was that like partially about like your body image and like trying to like that amount of exertion I guess, like was that just because you wanted to and you loved doing that or was it kind of both it was a bit of both I really enjoyed crew I quit because I damaged my knee and because my coach told me that he didn't care about my mental health he cared if I won and I was like this isn't a a place I want to be I want someone who cares if I am okay so I quit but yeah it it definitely was partially because I, I had become so attached to this idea of being like in the best shape I possibly could be, but even then I couldn't stand what I saw in the mirror. So, and even then I wasn't eating everything I wanted to eat. And I just, there's so much wrong with the the discourse around diet, especially in the Western hemisphere. Like, I've seen people who don't eat fruit because of the sugar content. And I'm like, 
how do you, you need to eat fruit. You're supposed to eat fruit. It's good for you. Dieting isn't good for you. Like, if you have a diet, like, my diet is I'm a pescatarian. Right, like, diet is versus, like, diet. Diet versus dieting. Right. And dieting is so damaging. It really messes up your metabolism. Your body doesn't know what it's going to do. It, it, you keep shocking your metabolism and changing the nutrients your body's getting. And it, it sends it so many mixed messages and it does like the reverse of what you want. And oftentimes you gain the weight back plus more. Mm -hmm. So there is no upside. (laughs) Unless like it's a severe health thing and you really need to do this and you consulted like a nutritionist and your doctor and like you're not just like I saw this online and I'm gonna do this like if you're not just doing that if like if you have to go on a diet that's fine but like talk to your doctor (laughs) yeah I know I remember so many times just like googling different diets and just being like oh like maybe I'll try this or maybe I'll do this and you know I was like 14 and I didn't have a nutritionist I wasn't talking to my doctor about it and just kind of just like you know piecing together what I could through like what my mom was buying at the store Mm -hmm. just like not really doing the proper like research or like consulting about like my own body and like Mm -hmm. what my own body because literally everybody is different yeah everybody is different and everybody is different diets aren't really good for anyone (laughs) they they hurt you they change your relationship with food they increase guilt around eating food which just makes you sad when you eat something you want to eat which is so so sad i love ice cream like i love it it makes my stomach hurt i love it (laughs) I went five years without eating ice cream and it hurt because <laughs> I'd be with people who were eating ice cream and I felt like I couldn't because I, I would, I felt like I would just immediately gain weight. Yeah. I would just immediately just like be unworthy. And then when I did start to eat ice cream and reincorporate all these foods I had avoided for so long, all I felt was guilt. I didn't feel happy I was eating this food that I loved. I just felt guilty, which is sad. (laughs) It's so sad. Like, just eat what you want, whenever you want, and how much you want. Unless you eat people, then you should stop. (laughs) Don't eat people. If you take anything away from this, it's don't eat people. (laughs) Sorry, that's our message. Yep. That is... The that's only thing you should take away. Yeah. <laughs> don't eat people. Drink water, don't eat people. Drink, yep. Drink water, don't eat people. Um, I just, I've seen all these things people do to change their body, and it's wild. When literally, like, this is the body you have. This is the only body you're gonna get. And you treat it like that? That, that's to me. Like, I treated me like that. I spent, yeah, I spent so many hours just in front of a mirror, like, pinching and pulling and just being unhappy. And I still do. Because society profits off of our dislike of ourselves. Because then they can sell us products that 
we think will make us feel better. Capitalism! Yeah, that's really what it goes back to. This is like another like side tangent, but again, when I was like 12 and 13 and 14, um, I just had such like a warped image of like my body and like fat around my stomach, and I was like, oh my god, like I I have so much fat. I am so fat. fat. When I was 12, and I'm just like, I am literally just a tiny girl. You were literally just a child. I was a child. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, that is all you were. You weren't big. You weren't small. You were a child. I was literally a tween, and I just cannot wrap my head around how I like had that image of myself, and that I thought that, and that I thought I had to change. I remember. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. That was all. But no, I feel like I've talked way too much. No, you're fine. One thing I remember. Uh, I've always had like large breasts is this something i can talk about yeah okay cool and i just no boobs no boob boob talk (laughs) i just remember like nobody's gonna like them like everybody likes how they're shaped in a bra but like what if nobody likes how they're shaped outside of a bra and i just i was so worried about that for so long and i was so worried about like someone would notice that like i have a stretch mark what I'm I'm prone to stretch marks. I I get them super easily. It runs in my family. My brother has them uh up their back and my, my sister who's actually not genetically related to me has them. Uh but I remember just my boobs grew so rapidly. Uh they're they're just covered in stretch marks. Um and then I just remember looking in the mirror and I was like Every time I've seen a shirtless lady or, like, a painting of a shirtless lady, like, their boobs are so perky and, like, mine don't do that. And they're, like, yeah. And, like, I was talking to someone once and they were, like, I have seen one pair of boobs that looked like that in my life. And it was in Italy. And this person's, like, 56. And they're, like, once. <laughs> once in my life. <laughs> but I remember something so distinctly was I had spent, like, a while in the mirror, like, pinching the skin to, like, pull my boobs up to see if I could make them look perkier. And I bruised my chest. I had pinch bruises all across my sternum just because I had spent so much time in the mirror contorting myself to what I thought I would look better as. Which is messed up. Um, And... My mom got me this book recently called My Body is Not an Apology. Or This Body is Not an Apology. I can't remember who it's by. There's a line on, like, the first page. And it's like, are we supposed to spend our whole lives at war with our body and then just die? Is that it? Do we never get to experience self-love? Or just the feeling of simply being okay with existing in your body? Which, if you think about it, there is so much time we've wasted hating how we look because if someone's going to love you or, or be attracted to you hopefully their looks hopefully your looks aren't the only thing that 
they think about you or if someone judges you based on your looks that says more about them than it does about you I remember I made a TikTok once and it said you can judge me based on my looks sure fine whatever that's dumb but okay but I think it says more about my personality that I'm currently watching the kissing booth too (laughs) (laughs) and I genuinely think it does like you can tell literally nothing from my body I mean you could like initial glance like you could probably tell I have a cat because I have scars from cat scratches but other than that you don't know what I eat you don't know how often I work out you don't know you don't know anything about me aside from my skin color and my hair color like other than that you know nothing about my life so if someone is willing to judge you solely on that then that is so shallow yeah it, i mean it says more about them than it does about you and also i think that like especially on social media and stuff like people i feel like sometimes their intention is to like like this is in air quotes mm-hmm. for people listening but like to like fix you or to like help you kind of. i was worried about her health no, you're not. My health is actually none of your business. Right. Whatever, like, other people are doing, like, it does not directly affect your life. Unless they're, like, harming others, then, like, what they eat, what they wear, how often they work out, like, their general health, like, is none of your concern. No, no. And especially some rando online that's, like, commenting on your YouTube videos, yeah. yeah. on your Instagram posts. It's like, why do you care, for one, and why are you spending time picking apart this image or this, like, snapshot of someone's life just to try to, like, quote, like, help, help them. them. Oh, my God. That's that's something that's always rubbed me, like, the wrong way. Like, first off, like, this is, like, next level, my body, my choice. Not next level, it's same level. Like, you have no say in what I do with my body. Yeah. You have no say in my health. You know nothing about my health. You can be fat and healthy, but people will still be like, I'm just worried about your health. I'm just worried about your health, honey. And it's so stupid. Like, unless you're my doctor, and not even then, have I seen that. I don't want to hear it. Genuinely, just like my uterus is none of your concern, my the rest of me isn't either. I feel like people are so quick to find an issue with you rather than look at all the good you do. It's just like, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Of like, I feel like everyone is our mirror. This is kind of a tangent, but I think it's um, like This whole thing has been a tangent, and I love it. Um, Continue. But um, in, my, in my creative writing class, we were talking about, like, I think I know this to be true, and we had to, like, finish the prompt, and so I was saying that I think I know that everyone is our mirror, and that we only, like, get annoyed or get bothered with people or, like, their annoying habits or, you know, what they wear one day. Like, that only bothers us because we see something in them that we don't like about ourselves and so 
we have to like judge them or we have to like tear them down because we're insecure about ourselves. I guess my point is just like being aware of our own insecurities and if you're gonna leave a hate comment on someone's Instagram or someone's YouTube video about their health or their appearance or whatever, then like, you know, look at yourself and it's like why what brought that up in you to like wanna make you say something about someone else? And like bullies are just jealous. Or they 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 bully you for something that they're also insecure about. Yeah. Uh, because if they can make you feel bad about it, then maybe they don't have to. Like, yeah. and it's just so messed up. Um, but it's 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 because we've taught so many people to hate themselves. Like, not us personally. I'm out there in. The, are you out there in the streets teaching people to hate themselves? Because you should be. Um, it's because growing up, we are always pointed out what is wrong with us. And no matter what, someone saying you're ugly is go- always going to ring a little louder than everybody else saying you're beautiful. Yeah. Which is so silly, because that's the opinion of one person. But what about all those people who think you're pretty? Does, does, how, why does that one person get more of a say? Is everybody else biased? No. Not everybody has a bias. Your parents don't just tell you you're pretty because you're their child. If your parents tell you you're pretty. Um, Because people do mean it. I think that's what people really have to understand is that not everybody lies. And a lot of things that people say are sincere. And I get that, like, it's, it's from, like, a deep set, like, I feeling unlovable to trust that someone could love you or find you beautiful is something that everybody now needs to learn because so many people profit off of us thinking that nobody can love us and nobody will ever find us beautiful. It all comes back to capitalism. That's the real issue. Which is insane. Yeah. Like, would there be, would would people really have an issue with um, fat people if we weren't, if everybody wasn't told that there was something wrong with them? I don't think so. It's like, especially if you compare it to, like, other cultures' relationship with fat. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I guess I'm not super educated on, like, other cultures and, like, being associated with that, but I definitely think in the States, just, like, from a very young age, we're just, like, we have a weird, like, education about health, I feel like, in, like, school and stuff. BMI. Yeah, yeah. I was weighed in front of the class multiple times multiple times and every time I was always told I was obese in front of the whole class at Salmon Bay once but at Whittier when I was in first grade I was weighed in front of the entire gym class and told I was obese and everybody looked at me 
and it happened multiple times, and it hurts, and it makes you feel like there's something wrong with you, when really, I was in first grade, all I should have cared about was the bouncy ball on the corner, but I was having these health guidelines pushed onto me. It really damaged me. So the teaching is so outdated and so negative that it benefits no one at this point. Yeah, except for the people that are making money. Exactly. It comes back to capitalism every time. And all, like, the Fit Tea sponsorships, fun fact, guys, that's just laxative. Genuinely. It just makes you poop more. Because your body's not fully digesting everything that's going through you. Gross, right? But, yeah, like, I, that's also something that's turned me off of YouTube lately, because, earlier, but mm-hmm. I was just, like, watching a lot of, like, lifestyle YouTubers and people that do, like, hauls and unboxings and stuff like that, and just, like, just the amount of, like, consumerism and capitalism that, I'm just like, I don't want to watch that, like, that's not adding any value to my life, and I'm not, I've never really been the type of person to be, or, like, to see something online and be like, oh, I need to have that kind of Yeah, no, I rarely feel like I need something. The only things I feel like I need is, like, art supplies. Yeah, yeah. And that's because I use them. Right. Um, Definitely, like, having a larger body, my relationship with consumerism has always been difficult because they didn't want, there's, when I went to Target as a kid, there wasn't always stuff that would fit me. Uh, When I went through puberty, no store carried my bra size. Um, I was I was always told I looked older than I was, um, or I had all these fashion rules in my head. Like you can't wear horizontal stripes, which I look great in horizontal stripes. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't get to tell me what I can and can't wear. Um, but my relationship has always been kind of odd, um, and I. I wear clothes until they die because I guess part of me still feels like I don't know <laughs> if I'll, have, I'll, I'll find a, another thing in my size that will, that I will love as much. My relationship with like fast fashion and stuff, it's always been weird because uh, my body usually wasn't included. Yeah, and that's just like awful for everyone involved. People making them? Yeah, people making them. Wear clothes until they die. No, I think I have always gone to the thrift store. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was cool, okay? We're from Seattle. (laughs) We live in Seattle, and there's a Valley Village that's just too nice. Yeah. You donate to the thrift store all the time. Yeah. That's the thing with thrift stores. Also, not the best place to find plus size clothing, plus quote unquote plus size clothing, uh, especially with the whole revolution of upcycling recently. It often requires you to buy a shirt that is oversized, and when you do that, you take clothing away from bigger people. So be conscious in your upcycling, people. Fat people like to 
thrift as well. <laughs> I feel like we didn't really talk as much about body image as about like eating relationship with food. Yeah, do you want to talk about that? We can do body image a different time. Okay, either way. Yeah. Do you want to wrap up or? I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> We could wrap up and just chat or something. Yeah, we have have more episodes. Yeah. Yeah. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. This was a dream. I love this. I know. We'll do more, definitely. Dave has a lot of knowledge. She always educates me about everything. That's why I just really like to talk. You're great at talking. I admire that about you. Thank you. Um... You're great at listening <laughs> and also talking. <laughs> Jessica has very much inspired and changed my life at many points. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. I love I'm you. I'm excited to keep talking with you. Yeah, same. But for now, I think that is all. Any last words, final thoughts? Definitely eat what you want when you want and however much you want. And don't eat people and drink water. I agree. Definitely drink water. Summer's coming up. Definitely don't eat people as well. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye.